let's get it on. You're listening to Irish Radio Canada Home and Abroad, and uh, the Irish have always been great travellers, whether it's around Ireland or whether it's globally, and uh, emigration has been a part of our story as well for a long, long time. So we have many people scattered all over the world, and they take on interesting roles when they travel. And um, one of those is Dave Rooney, and Dave is a member of the Black Donnellys, which is a musical group. Um, it, the name comes from much and all, as uh, Dave may not fully appreciate the closeness here in Ottawa, to the Black Donnellys down the road in Ontario. Uh, so we'll talk about that as well. But Dave took a task of do, playing 60 gigs in 50 states in 40 days and chronicling it in a video format. Dave's here with me. Dave, thanks a million for taking the time. You're very welcome. Awesome. Great to, great to be on. Thanks very much indeed. So, first of all, the name, the Black Donnellys. Okay, so the Black Donnellys... Um, uh, where does that name come from? Uh, the brother, so I'm in a duo now at the minute called the Black Donnellys, right? And and we used to be a seven-piece band out of out of uh, Dublin, Ireland. And uh, in that band uh, would be Dave, myself and Dave Brown and various others, but Dave Brown's brother, Stephen Brown, who was the drummer of the band. Uh, and we were looking for a name, uh, and, and at least they were looking for a name, and uh, the brother goes, there's this, this great story about an Irish family that moved from Tipperary over to Lucan. That's right. In, in Ontario, Canada, in the mid-1800s. And they were, they were, they were if you, for, for want of a better word, they were gougers. As one man said to me last week, I hadn't heard that in about 20 years. They were gougers. And, and they were, um, they were, apparently they were, um, you know, they used to do, uh, they used to sell, uh, Pachin and they used to, you know, rob rob, rob the post, the the, the 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 mail, and they used to get up to all all this kind of nefarious stuff anyway. And um, and as the story goes, and you, and you probably will well know this, there used to, there was two families, the Farrells and the Donnellys, and they were always at each each one another's throats. Uh, ultimately, the the, the town uh, got got tired of them. And, and, and turned on them and massacred them, right? So that's that's pretty much the story there. Uh, one of them got away, and this is very interesting that we talk about this now, Austin, because one of them got away, and the great-grandson of that person that got away, I've actually met here in Las Vegas. He's a, a world champion. Uh, his name is David Donnelly, as I'm Dave, and the other guy in my band is Dave as well. His name was David Donnelly, and he's a world champion powerlifter. Would you believe? Right. And he came in and he introduced himself, and he went. He, he said, uh, "I'm I'm I'm the grand the great grandson of the family," which I thought was pretty amazing. And every Canadian person that comes down to the gig uh, uh, in Las Vegas here at Rira always right. brings up that story. Right. So you've indicated there, as you say, you're in Las Vegas, but you took on a task to dis to tour the U.S. To do 60 gigs, 50 states, 40 days. And I spent a long number of years traveling in the US. Um, and, you know, I, I know there were times when I managed to hit four or five states in one day. And that was a hell of a lot of driving. Um, but I'm figuring you were doing two gigs some days, and it takes time to set up, it takes time to tear down, it takes time to pack up, it takes time to get to the next location. Um, first of all, who came up with the crazy idea? The crazy idea came up, uh, that would be David Brown, uh, my counterpart. He holds the, he broke a world record in 2011 in Temple Bar, where we were, um, we were resident musicians there for 10 years. Um, 
he came up with this idea to, to, to break a world record for marathon guitar playing, which he did for 114 hours uh, non-stop. And he holds the world record for that today. When we moved to Las Vegas in 2014, uh, we came up with another idea to break another world record, which was the longest concert ever held. So collectively, we broke that world record, which was uh, 372 hours, uh, which, which equates to 15 days and 10 hours. Now, with the help of other American and Irish uh, famous Irish musicians, Liam O'Reilly, or Liam O'Reilly from Bagatelle, and, and various other American artists and so on were there on that day. So, uh, <laughs> then he comes up with this idea, I know what we're going to do, we're going to, we're going to go around and do uh, 60 gigs, 50 stages, 40 days, and I said, no we're not. <laughs> so, I, I, I was trying to ignore him, because I know when he gets something in his head, he, he wants to go forward with it. Now, George, the guitarist George Thorogood, he, uh, he held the previous world record, for 50 gigs in 50 states in 50 days. So this is where he came up with this idea, okay, 60, 50, 40. I mean, this was a ploy to get everybody to get to know us. It's like a, it's more like, it's a PR stint in a way. It it ruffles up the fairness, it gets everybody involved, and everyone suddenly knows who you are. And we needed some some kind of big platform like that to, to get known in the States pretty quickly because we know it's a vast area, as you know yourself. So it was his, his idea. And that was the reason why we did it. Right, right. So um, something like that takes, there's a huge logistical effort. Because first of all, um, you have to decide where you're going to start and you can't be backtracking. You, you don't have the time to be backtracking. So you actually have uh -huh. to create a route that is efficient. That in itself would have been a logistical nightmare. Absolutely. We sat down with a map, uh, with a map, uh, an iPhone and uh, a piece of paper. And what we did was we went on the Google Maps and we measured the, the, the mileage from each 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 yes, um, town, each each city we were going to go to in each state. And we said, okay, that's fine. We go there. Yeah, that takes two hours. We do that, and, and we and we pieced it together that way. And we had it all set up. You know, uh, we didn't have we didn't like filter in, let's say, or, or sorry, factor in. You know, time for breakdowns, updowns, time for uh, sleeping, eating, all this other traffic delays, weather, all this kind of stuff. Um, so we went to a local um, management company here who look after artists on the strip. And we asked them if they wanted to get involved with us. And uh, I was introduced through a mutual friend to this, uh, the, these people, basically. And uh, they said, oh, yeah, we have all that. We can do all of that. We can help you with this. And we said, okay. So they, they had this lady who said about, said about, you know, putting us and charting us around and so on. And we were going. Now, we wanted to get the big, the, the, the big places in, like New Orleans and San Francisco and, you know, all the, all the really nice, juicy places, you know. But she was giving us a lot of back road um, towns and all this kind of she, she says that was the quickest, fastest way that we could do it. And we didn't really like that, you know. But... We went along with it anyway, and we had an RV, and, and then we had a crew, and we jumped on it, and off we went, you know. But uh, nothing in this world would have prepared me for what I was about to encounter, because it was the most arduous, uh, life-threatening, um, uh, unbelievable gargantuan um, uh, obstacle to overcome. Uh, and I still, to this day, cannot believe that we conquered it. So... Um, also deciding to do it as a docudrama or documentary meant that you had to have your film crew with you 
Um, sure. All, and again, the logistics with that, and they had to get in, set up, so that you were able to have your sound checks done. They're tied in with the video cameras. Um, so how many were part of the entourage? We had a crew of 11. We had an RV, and then we had an SUV, pursuit vehicle, behind us. And uh, <laughs> and that was pretty much it everywhere we went. Um, so I'd met with Carl Nicoli, uh, director Carl Nicoli, who is who runs uh, Frequency uh, Pictures out of Los Angeles and is now based in, in, in Las Vegas. And I'd met him a bit maybe five, five six months previous uh, to this, and we started talking, and I'd given him all our music, and I'd given the idea of what we were going to do and what we wanted to do. And he said about putting a story together uh, around us uh, through all of that. And he his film crew and all the rest of it and then we went and we got a sponsorship for this uh, through uh, Folktale Winery uh, a place where we play up in Carmel uh, Central California uh, on the um, uh, Monterey um, Peninsula a beautiful place up there very well to do all the rest of it but uh, we do a show up there we sell it out 250 seats and um, <coughs> excuse me and um, so uh I spoke with him. We got the we got all the money together. Uh, we got the investor in, um, and and we went for it. We had a launch day, and we went for it. So when did you what date did you hit the road? May eleventh, we hit the road, and we finished up, uh, and that was in Las Vegas from the Mandalay Bay, and we ended up in uh, Arnie's Grocery in Manhattan in the Arts District on June fourteenth. Okay. Okay, and over that period of time then, um, how many days did you do two gigs? Uh, I would say there was about maybe ten days that we did two gigs. There was one day we did three. When the, when, when the, when the states start getting smaller, more yeah. to the Midwest or the eastern side of the Midwest, if you like, for want of a better way of putting that, um, we would do like, I remember doing uh, West Virginia and Kentucky, they bordered each other. Then when we went up around the, the northeast, um, there was, you know, Maine and uh, Connecticut and, 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 and Rhode Island. They're all pretty connected there. I remember we did three there. And then, uh, because <laughs> on the west side, you can forget about it. I mean, Montana is huge and yeah. Utah and Texas and, you yeah. know, huge places. Like, you know, uh, I think we were in Texas for nine days. <laughs> At least it felt like that, you know. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, a lot, a lot. But 35 days in total. Right, so yeah, if you're saying 35 in total, that means somewhere in there you managed to squeeze in five days off, or five days of, of travel with no gig. No, no, it, it, how did I work that out now? Let me, let me just see. Um, okay, there's a reason for this, because we actually did about 67 gigs. Okay. Um, uh, because we needed to go to get the extra gigs, because we were, there was, um, Guinness hadn't uh, given us our, uh, our our table, or at least... They hadn't recognised the gig, uh, the record, to start with. They only recognised it five days in. I don't know why that delay was. Right. We've been speaking to them three, three months on the way up, uh, up to it. Uh, so we were we were trying to curtail to their specifications and requirements right. retrospectively, right. which was, was really a very, very arduous thing. So for, for that reason, we need to go, go and get separate uh, other gigs that would come under their under their criteria. So then, how long had each gig to be in order to qualify? In order to qualify, each gig would have to be at least fifteen minutes. Okay, okay, but naturally you wouldn't go in somewhere play fifteen and be gone out. So you were what probably playing forty-five minutes. 
most places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty minutes, forty, forty-five. Uh, some places we played three hours. We did a, 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 a two full sets and stuff like that. You know, um, some play, depending on if they were putting us up or if they were feeding us and stuff. But we gave a little bit back, I and mean, we worked it that way. You, you kind of right. had to work it that way. Uh, it's amazing how fickle people are and gigs are, and how that was working out. Uh, yeah, we had to play ball in some places. Some places cancelled on us. We had to scramble for another gig. Uh, some places wouldn't pay us. We had to go and argue with them for money. And yeah. oh man, it was it was tough. It was tough, very much so. Right. So then the documentary that goes with it um, after the the tour ended. How long before that was ready, or is it it's now available? Yes, okay. It, well, firstly, it's now available on every every single plat- digital platform across across the board. Um, we okay. So we had um, agreed in principle that we would have um, from our investors and all the rest of it uh, money enough to, to to pay for this, but because we ran out of money through the um, uh, through the tour on the about the ninth day. And then the relationships with the, uh, with the partners started to crumble and uh, people weren't getting paid and stuff like that. So it actually started to, the wheels started to come off. As a result of that, uh, the crew stayed together. We went to the end of it. We got to the end of it, which was, which was unbelievable. And then we had to set about resetting and renegotiating and trying to get... Uh, trying to get it done again and we had to go back to our investor and talk to them and stuff like that so it really only finished up uh, being made I'm going to say maybe maybe six eight months ago okay and then and then after that then we started to set about looking for distribution so we went on the the, the film festival circuit and we did Chicago Irish we did uh, Los Angeles New Filmmakers we did uh, Napa Valley and we did um, Beloit International Film Festival where it won the People's Choice Award in Beloit International Film Festival. It went up against 120 other movies and we got first prize, which is amazing. I was very proud about that, you know. And you never thought you'd be in the movie business? No, no. And here I am, uh, executive producer Dave Rooney, uh, starring Dave Rooney. <laughs> so unbelievable, like unbelievable. And, and to see it. So now it's on, it's on all, it, you can get it on iTunes, you can get it on Fandango Now, you can get it on Amazon Prime in a physical sense, um, you can get it uh, right across the board. Right. And if anyone's looking for, let's say for argument's sake, uh, it, you can go to the theblackdonnellysband.com, you can go to the Black Donnelly's Dublin on Facebook, you can go to thisismyhomemovie.com um, uh, and you'll get all the information there. The name of the movie is An Irish Story, This Is My Home. Well, you know, you've done a fantastic job in uh, bringing everything to a nice conclusion for us here, Dave, because you gave us all all the necessary coordinates. And if anybody wants to hear your music, we're going to play a track now anyway. Uh, As you said, they can find you as well on all the the places that you identified. And you're out there on Facebook also. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're listening to Irish Radio Canada. We've been chatting with Dave Rooney, and it's been a fascinating chat. Dave, thanks a million for taking the time. Thank you. Thank you very much.